0: Welcome to In the Newsroom, a podcast from the East Oregonian and Hermiston Herald, and my name is Alex Castle. I'm joined today by Nada yeah, Is Dev, right? That All is right. correct. And Ron Ronald Bond from the Lagrand Observer. Over in Union County, we've had uh, the single largest outbreak in the state to date, and what right now is kind of the status over there and just can you walk us through what's what this week has been like over in Union County with COVID-19?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the status, uh, we haven't gotten numbers um, uh, for today yet. Um, As of Thursday afternoon, uh, the county was up to 247 cases and that is 241 more cases than we had just a week and a half ago when it felt like the county was just about um, out of this and in fact at that time we only had one active case Um, as we've reported down here um, they have tied um, almost every single um, case in the current outbreak to um, lighthouse pentecostal church over in island city Um, they are Their congregation that um, really did not um, cease meeting during the lockdown orders, or only ceased uh, very briefly. Uh, They had posts on their Facebook page that were uh, from April and May, showing videos of um, and pictures of uh, of their meetings, and it it really appears in that, that social distancing wasn't being followed mask wearing wasn't being followed. Um, the gathering sizes, I believe, um, quite a bit bigger than what was even required then. And it's really seems like, um, you know, they were more of an outlier. I don't believe there's been, um, any other churches who really kept meeting that far back. Uh, some that I talked to this week started meeting earlier in, uh, um in may maybe even a couple a couple weeks before um the phase two but they were meeting in smaller numbers um yeah it's um you know it's unfortunate um and i think that's really been the, the 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 sentiment down here in the county has just been it's it's um you know it's it's heartbreaking to see this um break out the way it did there's a lot of frustration i mean you know understandably with individuals there's anger um and and i think just a lot of unknown moving forward on okay you know they've every every test result it seems um to our understanding that they conducted at the church they have um they have those results back and so they believe they have all of that counted but where does that go from here um you know it does have People in there potentially infected others. Um, in fact, that the uh, fairgrounds up here uh, yet yesterday today are doing some large sets of uh, uh, drive-in testing for people who want it. So you know we could be potentially in a spot where we see another spike here in the coming days. Um, uh, my editor uh, Phil Wright was uh, telling me this morning that uh, I think he heard there were over five hundred, over around five hundred tests uh, conducted the drive-in. Uh, clinic uh, at the grounds just yesterday and and I wouldn't be surprised if we have close to that today. So, you know, and that could do one of two things that could uh, provide another spike in the numbers that, that, you know, we see a lot more cases come in or maybe it shows that if a lot of these are coming back negative, that maybe it's kind of been contained. Um, But yeah, a lot of, a lot of confusion, a lot of angst, a lot of anger, a lot of just, you know, how, do we move forward um, right now? Uh, County commissioners recommended that the county move back to phase one. I don't believe that has actually been enforced as of yet as the move that the county is going to do, but a lot of businesses, you know, I shouldn't say a lot. I don't know the exact number, but several businesses have reverted back to phase one um, protocol. I spoke to several uh, churches, some of which have, many of which have moved back to the protocols they were in in phase one. Um, So it's just been – it's really an interesting uh, time trying to figure out, you know, where does the county move forward now that, as you said, it's the, the largest outbreak in the state and the county per capita has the most cases in the state by far
0: yeah I and mean, obviously this surge and in, in, in outbreak in union county comes alongside the a similar surge just statewide we're seeing numbers uh coming from the oregon health authority uh across the state that are we've seen some of their highest reported single uh daily numbers uh this week and of course the the outbreak there uh at the church in union county has been uh a big driver of that but here in Umatilla and Morrow counties, we've been seeing more cases as well. We had 19 reported yesterday. Uh, we've seen nearly a 100% uh, increase in cases just since going into phase two here in Umatilla County specifically. And Nada, you and I, we both spoke to some officials, some uh, hospitals in the area about what kind of they're uh, noticing and, and what they're thinking about this uh, outbreak over in Union County. What were some of the the things that you heard here locally about how people are responding to Union County and just the, this increase in oh, okay. cases in general?
2: Yeah, so um, the hospitals that I spoke with, including um, Good Shep- Shepherd and St. Anthony, they discussed um, how they're all in communication with each other and specifically regarding overflow in case of an increased um, um, increased cases (laughs) uh there you go um increased virus cases and so they discussed with me how they have a plan in action and this plan has been um put together since march early march and one of the the one of the biggest issues that they talked about was what do the hospitals do when there is increased cases, especially in neighboring counties. And one of the things they discussed with me is that overflow is depending on um, if a hospital can take overflow and depending on how many beds there are, but they do have a plan in place to where they separate the non-COVID patients um, from COVID patients in order to sort of prevent that uh, um, cross-contamination.
0: Yeah, and so hospital capacity has been, you know, it it was one of the primary uh, motivations that uh, officials across the country and especially here in Oregon where uh, limited hospital beds going into the pandemic was a big issue. That was a a big reason why uh, uh, officials wanted to go into these kind of lockdowns and uh, uh, putting some restrictions in place. Ronald, now over in Union County, where we're where we have seen a huge uh, outbreak happen in a rural area where hospital capacity uh, has consistently been a problem. Uh, how have hospitals there responded? What are those kind of concerns that are, are are still coming about, or has that not necessarily been realized with the outbreak?
1: So, um, to this point, um, what I what I do know is um, both. Uh, both Walla County and Baker County, um, we had articles in the paper on Thursday, and I would imagine, um, you know, perhaps Umatilla County would probably offer the same if needed. Have both said that they would be ready to take any influx of patients up there if it was needed here. Um, if uh, you had a major surge in hospitalizations from uh, the outbreak here, um, not uh, it is worth pointing out the. Uh, the capacity um, at Grand Ronde is for uh, is a 25-bed capacity, and they could expand that to um, as much as 40 if needed. And they are also have their hospital's pavilion ready to take up, for, up to an additional 160 patients if there was indeed that much Surge in hospitalizations from this outbreak, or uh, you know, God forbid, another outbreak in the in the future. So it definitely seems like there is um, a real sense of readiness for um, whatever does come. Um, getting getting the number of hospital of uh, patients hospitalized is is really is really tricky. Um, you know, really, what we have to go off of um, seems to be just the. The state numbers because, um, uh, uh, I think, and I think HIPAA laws do play into that into, uh, to a certain degree. Um, what I, what I do know is, um, I think, I believe since Wednesday there's been, uh, 20 additional, um, hospitalizations for COVID statewide. Um, you know, really uncertain how many of those may, may tie to, uh, you know, Union County. So I don't know if, you know, if two of those uh, new, new um, hospitalizations are Union County or 10, um, we're trying to do everything we can to get that. But um, health authorities are, you know, are really reluctant um, at times, it feels like, um, you know, because of privacy laws and to uh, share some of those those details with us. So um, long answer, basically, to say that there is a real sense of um, preparedness in case this really does get bad and there are, you know, several hospitalizations here, like I said, I mean they have the, the capacity to, to do up to hold up to two hundred patients. So um,
0: Yeah in, our- extre-
1: in an extreme situation.
0: And, and, yeah, from my understanding, I know the uh, the state had at least reported back on, on Tuesday that there's at least five hospitalizations directly tied to the Union County outbreak, but it, they did seem very that- really hesitant to provide too many details. And, uh, of course, hospitalizations, uh, you can get more detailed with that when it comes to the amount those that are being uh, uh, put into the ICU and, of course, those that are using ventilators um, is, is a better uh, a better way to judge necessarily how severe the cases uh, are, and thankfully, it seems like we ha- we aren't seeing reports of that right now in Union County. But this has kind of just raised that awareness of what uh, what can happen when uh, an outbreak like this happens, and, and if anything, it has been kind of testing some of these resources that the uh, these counties have tried to uh, mobilize in response to uh, the pandemic, but. Also, I know over in in Morrow County, they, that's kind of what they had pointed to as well, right? Was the the ability of just how they will how they're looking at this as a, as a way to kind of think through their own plans of how they would respond to a similar situation.
2: Yeah. Right. I, and, and
1: I go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: No. Uh. Yeah. I talked to Commissioner Lindsay, and I think one of one of the um, the biggest standby um, uh, moves that. Um, she implemented or she wants to implement is really securing self-isolation units so hotels and RV parks in case there's an increase um, in COVID cases and, in, and really in case outbreaks um, another outbreak like this were to happen um, or if there isn't enough space in neighboring counties um, that is the plan on um, I think commissioner's end.
1: What you were mentioning for, as far as hospitalizations go, um, and yeah, the uh, OHA did give that number. I believe Tuesday that there were, uh, at the time, five tied to the um, uh, hospitalizations tied to the outbreak here. And I think what um, it, in in talking to OHA and talking to CHD, it really comes down to the um, hospitals to um, basically make the decision on if they um, can, it's basically on them to release those, those numbers if they, if they want or not, um, you know, per, per, per HIPAA regulation and, and other, um, privacy concerns. Um, so that's kind of why there's still kind of this, um, I guess for lack of a better term, holding pattern to see if there have been more hospitalizations than those initial five that, Um, that you mentioned. And, you know, right now we're just, um, you know, for lack of a better term, we're kind of getting shut out on, on being able to get those, get those details, which I understand um, because you do have to, because there are privacy things, but there's also kind of this sense of, well, why can't you just say how many, um, you know, how many people, people have it. That's not really, you know, you know, my, you know, someone might have the opinion that that's not really, um, you know, just knowing how many people are in there doesn't really tell you a whole lot. And that's actually kind of the opinion I, I have. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But that makes kind of a fine, a tough line to toe of trying to get the information out um, while also, you know, allowing those um, privacy laws to. Um, be obeyed i guess i shouldn't say allowing them to be obeyed but you know mm-hmm. following them so yeah. it makes it it does make for a kind of a fine line to to uh try to walk so at, at least from a reporter standpoint
0: yeah i mean it's one that we've had to kind of walk a, a lot over the last couple of months with just having to report on 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 a disease and and on hospitalizations and of course with this situation that you're dealing with specifically in your reporting, Ronald. It's obviously the the, the aspect of we know the outbreak being tied to a certain church. We which then of course whittles down the uh, those that are members of that church and it, it becomes. Easier and easier as public health officials, especially I, I th- as I've found in my reporting out here in, in Eastern Oregon counties of, of being wary to give out those details because of smaller populations, uh, easier to identify people based off of where they live or, or, or uh, yeah, something like what church they're a part of. Um, but I think an interesting aspect about this, especially from what we're seeing in Umatilla and Morrow counties as a, a response, and I think just in Eastern Oregon in, in general, uh, and we are recording this on, on, on Friday, uh, June 19th, which is the same day that we found out the Pendleton Roundup is canceled for uh, uh, the upcoming September. We know that uh, uh, here in Pendleton, they were planning some uh, Saturday downtown event where uh, it was music on the main where they were trying to block off a, a, a section of Main Street, have some outdoor seating, some music on Saturdays. And that was a promotion about keeping Pendleton open and bringing people in from outside of the area. That promotion has ceased. We know the roundup has closed. We know that the there is uh, just officials are pointing to this as a reason to remember uh, of the situation we are in, that we are still in a pandemic um, and I think the Union County outbreak happening so close to home I think really helped push that message through here because I, I'm, I, I think it, it would be it would have been interesting to see what the response would have been here had we've been seeing these numbers across the state but hadn't been seeing them uh, coming from an outbreak out here in Eastern Oregon. Because so much, uh, 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 the majority of the outbreaks we have seen have been in more populated areas of the state, like uh, mm-hmm. Portland and the, the Tri-County area up there and Marion County and Salem. So I, I just think it's interesting to see how, how quick the response has been and how, how personally kind of people out here have taken it because they're able to connect it to that, that outbreak in, in Union County. And I can imagine for residents in that county, it's even more so.
1: Right, and I and and I know I know this is your guys' podcast, but I am curious <laughs> to know. Um, and you guys are early in the reporting on this on the roundup being canceled. But do you have? I'd be curious to know: is there any sense so far of the city? I mean, devastation that that is going to have because that is a major event, not only in Pendleton but in Eastern Oregon. I mean, the cancellation of that has to have,
0: you know, major ramifications. Yeah. And I, you know, we're, uh, obviously we're, we're here recording it now and we have, uh, uh, Antonio Sierra, another reporter. He's, he's kind of, uh, uh, t- covering one aspect of that. And not, I know you will be as well, uh, for, uh, our Saturday edition of the paper and, uh, we'll have a po- I, I think we are going to do a podcast next week dedicated to, to kind of digging into that question. But I think it's without a doubt that, uh, you know, I think Roundup the Roundup had already been planning to make their their decision around this time, and they had scheduled to uh, to kind of make their announcement. But I, I do just think that the the rise in cases, and you know, especially I think you have to put it also in the context of mass protests that we're seeing around the country and just specifically in the state. Um, you know there haven't been direct ties to those protests yet uh, uh, of new cases being spread. And I know Joe Fiamara here in Neumatilla County, the uh, public health director, he had said that maybe watching what happens with those protests will give us an, a better understanding of how safely we could manage large gatherings. Well, we also saw then with the, a church where you're having large gatherings and also not taking any precautions um, that, that, seems to, that seems to spread the, the virus, but we're still kind of waiting to see what uh, how, how those protests do influence the virus's spread. But nonetheless, I think just the number of cases has made it too difficult to, uh, to really be able to say confidently that those type of gatherings are safe.
2: Yeah, and I would actually add that um, I also spoke with Joseph Fiamara, and he had mentioned that although um, outdoor gatherings are lower risk, the risk becomes higher, and that actually sort of defeats the purpose if physical distance is not obtained. And so, if you don't get that six feet apart, um, and especially if there are a lot of surfaces to touch, surface areas are also really important in the spread of the virus. And he spoke that it really it defeats the purpose if there isn't enough um, space. Um, between you and other people, and especially when you add something as large as the roundup, um, it, it, w- it starts getting to the cat- the sort of down to it's the same as an indoor gathering because now you're all um, very in close proximity to one another. So that's really um, a factor that needs to be taken into consideration. And one of, one of the things that was mentioned today when we, um, when we um, met up with Erica Patton, um, the general manager for the Roundup, uh well, one of the things she mentioned was it's just it's, it brings in such a huge amount of people and i think that public responsibility is really important um and that that um and wanted to respect sort of the public um uh, public safety so
0: yeah and obviously that's <laughs> this the public safety and balancing that has been something that uh, i know uh with the with the health department here in Yuma County has touched on as well, and the commissioners out here, and, and as I'm sure you found out in Union County as well when it comes to uh, these church services and just the right to worship and balancing that with um, you know, the public responsibility and, and uh, health risks of, of gathering, I mean, it's, it's posed a lot of tough questions for different organizations, different groups, whether that be religious services or uh, something like the, the Roundup, a, a massive regional annual event. Um, and you know, we're, we're, I, I think it's, we're starting to get more and more examples. And as we do go on deeper into this pandemic, figuring out more and more how, you know, what the risks are, how to, how you can really balance them. But still this outbreak has, uh, uh, I, I think just reminded people, uh, as I think it was, uh, Ronald, this may have been some of the reporting you had done, but I believe it was the little grand mayor had kind of talked about how he had felt like people were starting to relax a little bit so whether it's from daily lives to large gatherings it seems like this uh the surge we've just seen in the past week and a half has certainly impacted people mentally with how they're they're thinking about the virus
1: yeah absolutely and i i mean i would totally agree with um with that um comment of the of the of the mayor that you know there was a sense of um you know, relaxing down here. I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be frank. I was, I had kind of gotten, had gotten pretty lax about things because like I said, a week and a half ago, we had six cases. Only one of them were active was and registered as an active case. And so you're sitting there like, okay, shoot, we're just about, you know, we're out of, we're out of the woods with this. And then you have the, the, um, the, the outbreak here this week. And I think one, one thing that, um, could end up being um that this could end up doing is that i don't know if it's been discussed so much just yet is, um you know you mentioned um, other gatherings you mentioned the um the protests that have been happening and i don't know what um, your guys was like up there as far as um uh you know all the uh, details of it but i know the one down here it was a very large group uh, you know probably four or five hundred people that were the, the distancing was not being really minded during it, but many of them were wearing masks. So, you know, if that ends up not being a sore, a major source of an, of an outbreak, um, either that means one, nobody there um, happened to have it, or two, um, that maybe that is maybe something that could show uh, the effectiveness of, of masks uh, that much that much more that okay you can't you know you can be in close maybe it maybe it shows you can be in close uh um uh proximity with with people and if you're wearing masks you're going to be okay obviously you know this is mere speculation i'm not a health expert and and you know probably doing both and you know masking and distancing um rather than either or it might be the best best approach again i'm not i'm not certain on that but this could be a, that could be a good uh, um litmus test if if, you know, in another week or so they've linked a, a very large um, surge to uh, that to those protests, then we'll know, well, okay, maybe those aren't as effective, but if not, then maybe it gives us something to say, okay, you know, maybe here's a route we can go.
2: Yeah, I think um... – I think that speculation is really interesting because when I spoke to Fiumara, he had mentioned that stagnant air and airflow is also really important for the spread. And I think with protesting, um, there there's movement and it's still outdoors. And so I think that also makes a difference. So uh, perhaps the masks are really important and the physical distancing are really important, but that might look different outside than it does inside. And going back to the touching of surfaces, right? When you're outside, uh, you know, depending, like if you're in an arena where there are seats and, and poles and things to touch, then that becomes pro- a problematic, um, or that becomes by higher risk, where when you're outside and really all you're touching is your sign and you have your face mask, that looks different in the spread of the virus.
0: And, right. I think all of that, especially, and I believe you'll have a story on it uh, next week, it, but that you know just comes into play more and more as well as we, we move into the summer out here in Eastern Oregon. And as we are in phase two with more uh, ability for outdoor recreation, um, I think we're getting pretty close on time. Is there anything you really felt were, were, we need to get in there, Ronald? There
1: were. I, I spoke with a few pastors um, down here this week as well. Um, you know, in how in you know having seeing a seeing a church um, be one of them, you know, be, be the source of the outbreak, and you know there is some concern of um, what does that mean for um, uh, for churches necessarily not only in um, uh, uh, you know what steps they you know maybe they specifically have to take, but would they be pointed at as okay, you know. This is one church doing it, so all of them are doing it, or is, um, or you know, is this, um, church lighthouse just kind of an outlier? And and I know at least one or two that I talked to talked about you know seeing that this could be a, a detriment. Maybe this is a a detriment to where you know have some people that point to all, you have other people that realize it's just the, uh, um, uh, just that one church, and so I was just. You know an interesting uh definitely some interesting conversations with that to see and 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 then how do they respond to lighthouse in general and a lot of them were like hey you know you know we're, we're not going to point a, a finger we're just heartbreaking over this situation so it was very interesting uh, to talk to a few and um uh and really get their take. on something that we'll have in a saturday's uh observer down here so
0: well, then you can, you can pick up uh, an edition of uh, the LeGrand Observer to read some more about what's going on, uh, specifically and in-depth in Union County uh, with that outbreak. Uh, you can also pick up an edition of the East Oregonian. Uh, go ahead and, and, and go online, eastoregonian.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll have more coverage of the outbreak in Union County, the surge in cases in Umatilla, Morrow Counties, and all everything else COVID-19 related. So thank you for listening to In the Newsroom. We'll talk to you next time.